action to Dalvin off that sweet run. Deep shot, man uncovered, KJ, 20-10, touchdown! Yo, welcome to Vikings Vantage presented by Pepsi. My name is Gabe Henderson from the Vikings Entertainment Network alongside Vikings.com's Chris Corso. And Chris, you, you smell that? I smell fans. I smell fans. It's I, smell, I smell hot dogs, hamburgers, <laughs> uh, cheese curds. I smell it all. I, I, I smell the Vikings. Maybe some beer out there, Miller mm, Lite at U.S. Bank Stadium. Man, it's, it's all coming back. That's right. The Vikings are finally back at home after 637 days since our last regular season game back in 2019. And fast forward until this season, the Vikings, like I said, were back at home after starting the season out in Cincinnati in week one in Arizona last week. Of course, we are 0-2, but I am optimistic about this week against the Seahawks. And we know Russell Wilson, he's had our number, but Corso, he's 7-0 against us, but he has never played at U.S. Bank Stadium. He hasn't been in Minnesota in a very long time one Vikings fan can think of the 10-9 to loss there at TCF Bank Stadium in 2015. That was actually my first season with the Vikings ending off uh, not in the best way, to say the least. Still stings me to this day, Gabe, about six or whatever years yeah. later, uh, remembering that game. But he's never been to U.S. Bank Stadium. Never been. Never been. We and go there every year. Last year, we lost to him in Seattle, 26-27. to of course, so we will have Ron Johnson coming on the show later on to talk some Vikings, a little bit of Gophers, and just his thoughts about both of these wide receiver tandems that the Seahawks have and that we have with Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen. But we can't go any further without one big thing. So what's your one big thing? My big thing, gave us some sound from the Vikings press conferences this week. It's Dalvin Cook, number 33. So let's take a listen uh, about welcoming the Seattle Seahawks to U.S. Bank Stadium filled with fans. Yeah, we itching to get back in the bank, you know, and you know, the way the way things started, you know, we got kind of a salty taste in our mouth that we're just trying to go get a win no matter how we get it. And it's it, it's kind of kind of landed for us that we back home in front of our fans. You know we can we can go and compete and we can have that that noise and and everything that affects the other team to to be in our favor. I think it's been about what a year since the fans were back in there, so it should be it should be pretty loud. Um, so we expecting that that to help us and just to, like I said, just to get a win, no matter no matter how we get it. You know no matter the score, we just trying to get us a win. And jumping off that, are you excited about playing Seattle here? This time instead of out there. Yeah, I thought they signed the contract for us to go over there every year. <laughs> it was it's, it's been crazy, um, but for them to come here is gonna be fun. You know, we've been we've been dealing with their fans for quite a bit, so now it's time for them to deal with us. So, so score nation, we need y'all to to be loud this week. Gabe, that quote just gives me the goosebumps, man, because we we know we've been there every single year, as you referenced before, playing Seattle, almost like a divisional foe, and having to go there and deal with their 12th man, and, you know, they beat us by one point here and one point there, but... Hey, man, they've never had to deal with U.S. Bank Stadium fans. Russell Wilson doesn't even know what that's like. So let's remind him what that's like, and let's show him what 637 days away from U.S. Bank Stadium does to the average Vikings fan. I can't wait to be in the building and see it. I'm so excited for Russell Wilson to get his first taste of U.S. Bank Stadium and that skull chant. I'm sure they're going to be extra rowdy and extra loud when Russell Wilson is on the field. But just speaking of people on the field, my one big thing 
is the people who are officiating this game. The referees on the call this week is Clay Martin and his crew. Last week, he called the game in Denver, the Denver at Jacksonville game, and he threw 17 flags for 171 yards at that. So right now, he currently ranks ninth out of 17 crews in total amount of penalties. This crew has the fourth most called defensive pass interferences in the league. They've called three thus far this year, and they've also called the second most false starts in the NFL with eight. So this will be a game where the Vikings will have to have a clean, clean game, and especially against a team in the Seattle Seahawks that are the seventh most penalized team in the league. Disciplined football is on the mind of Mike Zimmer. And Mike Zimmer had a lot to say about disciplined football and what he expects from his team heading into the home opener against the Seattle Seahawks. We're ready to get back to U.S. Bank Stadium. Uh, excited to get back in front of our home fans. Um, I expect us to go play really well on Sunday, uh, execute and do the things right that uh, good teams do. Questions? Of your two uh, new tight ends, the you know Ellison and, and Herndon, have they been in the system long enough where you, you think it'd be easier to give them a bigger role if need be? Uh, yeah, they're going to have a decent role this week, um, and, and they you know they did last week, but you know they're they're learning, you know. But uh, no, they're they're fine. With Russell Wilson going under center more, what does that do to their offense? Well, it always changes things. You know, when they, when they're in a gun, it limits some of the runs most of the time. Um, you know, when he's under center, it's a lot more play actions, and uh, there's quite a few more runs. Some of the play actions that they use with the tight ends when they bring him across the formation block. Um, you know, typically. Are there a lot of the same like passing concepts? I know it's only two games with Shane Waldron as their OC, but do you see a lot of Rams concepts and what they're doing? Yeah, there's some, but there's some that I'm sure that he liked from last year, some of the same concepts as well. Mike, do you find that running backs, you know, maybe more so than other positions, can just kind of sit out a week in a practice and just turn it on? on well, I think Sunday? Dalvin, if you're asking about Dalvin, I think Dalvin can, yeah. So just to clarify, are you thinking that he will play on Sunday? I don't know. We'll see on Sunday. How was um, Harrison Hand able to come back as quickly as he was? Was it a false positive or something? Um. I don't know if I can say that. it was close contact. Five days. How did you like what you saw from Greg Joseph this week, just bouncing back? Yeah, he did good. He seemed to have a good mindset. Well, for more news about the injury report, head on over to Vikings.com for the four injury report before the game kicks off 325 on Sunday. But now we bring in our guy, Ron Johnson. He's finally in the building. He's not late. He's always fashionably late, but he's here. We were talking about it being 637 days since we actually had a regular season home game with fans. How crazy do you think U.S. Bank Stadium will be on Sunday? Uh, I think for the simple fact of it's an afternoon game, yeah. that that's going to add to the craziness. 12 o'clock, I think it'd be crazy, but you give people about three hours to really get sauced up. And, you know, they're <laughs> going to be, con- be a kickoff concert. There's a concert out there starting at noon. Um, there's going to be, you know, giveaways, activations all morning, tailgating on the lawn, because my guess is they're going to let people stay out there and drink and do whatever they want on that right. lawn until the gates open. <laughs> So I, th- I think it's going to get pretty crazy. Uh, but Vikings, Seahawks, I think for the most part they get along. So it, it'll it's going to be loud, though. It's going to be loud and crazy. So, Ron, you've been a player with you know fans going nuts at having that home field advantage. You've also been a reporter at U.S. Bank Stadium last year with no fans yeah. in that place. Mm. How does that affect you when you're out on the field 
and you have people just screaming and chanting your name. Obviously, you're on the offensive side of the ball, so give us that viewpoint of uh, just feeling the home crowd in that stadium. Yeah, I think for both parts. So when a defensive guy makes a sack or makes a hit, you know, when you do your celebration, you're not doing it for TV. You know, I think people forget that. People think guys are doing these celebrations because they want to be on Madden or TV. They're doing it for the fans. The fans get amped up. They get amped up. You see the guys doing all their stuff. Like Ray Lewis. Yes. If there was no fans, Ray Lewis is not coming out of the stadium, out of the uh, tunnel doing the dance. You know, he's not doing the squirrel out of the tunnel. You know, I remember my first Monday night football game, we were playing Denver, and I really got to experience the Ray Lewis experience. Mm -hmm. And as a teammate, you forget you're a teammate. You go back into, wow. This this That's is Ray Lewis. like this is dope <laughs> like goosebumps and as soon as that beat drops the fans know and so it's the same thing here like soon as you kind of hear that that chant or that 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 Vikings kind of music coming out the players are going after like a Justin Jefferson catch you know, same thing. Like, you can feed off of that mm-hmm. because, one, and, and I hope the taunting gets thrown out, but, one, as you start to jaw a little bit with the DB after you make a catch, like, yep. yeah, first down or whatever that was, or, hey, it's going to be a long day, bro. You have no chance of covering me. Then you can feed off of that. Now you're like, Kirk, 50-50 ball, throw it to me. Give like, me I got shot. this dude. You know, and so. Confidence. You, that's you, what you, the fans you, bring. Yeah, I yeah. think without fans, oftentimes, if you make a big hit or something across the middle or a real good tackle behind the line of scrimmage, it's tough to keep yourself into it. Mm-hmm. It you know, it sounds cliche, but the fans do inject a bit of energy into the players. Yeah. I don't know if that math is right. Three hundred thirty-seven days seems like two years. I didn't think 637 days. Twenty nineteen yeah. against the Crazy. Bears. The game meant nothing. That was yeah. the last time. Yeah, that seems like a long time. <laughs> I did it on Google. I said, okay, how long is December twenty nine? You trusted Google, and I trusted Google. <laughs> we all, we, I trust Google way too much. Google sent me to like Minnetonka Park the other day, and I'm trying to go to Minnetonka <laughs> High School. So I don't trust Google. <laughs> well, one thing that we do trust is Dalvin Cook. Yeah. And his ankle was one thing that's been a little iffy this week. You know, he didn't practice on Wednesday. Yep. So knowing his injury, knowing that he may not, may be 100%, do you play him? Without a doubt. I mean, a week of, of Sugarman working on his ankle, um, you know, understanding it's the ankle. So getting, you know, that early morning massage on it, getting that scar tissue out of there, getting it taped up, you know, getting that energy going. I think Dalvin would be fine. But what Dalvin adds that Alexander Madison does not add is the scare factor. People are scared mm. of Dalvin Cook in the open field. And so that opens up that pass game. And if you look at the, you know, the Seahawks linebackers, they love to get depth when they do their kind of, you know, one guy blitzes, the other guy gets depth, and they're trying to get in that pass lane. Mm-hmm. Dalvin Cook a lot does not allow that. Like, if you try to bluff and get out of there and you can run like a fake handoff, then screen a Dalvin, you now created a ridiculous amount of space. And so the linebackers have to honor that. Yeah. So they're going to give that 12 to 15-yard throwing lane for yeah. Kirk to Justin or Kirk to, to Thielen or Conklin or whoever. Yeah. And so that's what you get with Dalvin is it's just a scare factor on play action where a guy like Alexander Madison, maybe the coach is saying, hey, don't go for the token fake with Madison. We're not really worried about him. But when that 33 is in the game, you know, you got you to gotta have your, your yeah. ears alert to where is he at, what is he doing. One thing that we have to do right now is pay some bills. So we'll be right back with Ron Johnson. But first, hey, Vikings fans, this football season, make Pepsi your go-to game day drink because it's the only drink for football watching. Pepsi, that's what I like. All right, we are back with Vikings Game Day Live. So Ron Johnson, Ron, I know you got a busy week this week. You've been here a couple of times already at the TCO Performance Center. You'll be on KFAN after the show. Uh, doing the hotline, hotline bling with Corey Cole. <laughs> and, I mean, this is a big game. 
And it's a must-win game because we're 0-2. So yeah. if you're looking at this roster or you're a DB mm-hmm. or you're Patrick Peterson that's played out of the Seattle Seahawks 13 times in his career, yep. how do you minimize DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett? Yeah, so when you're looking at uh, Tyler Lockett first, you know, you watched a couple games where he's gotten behind the DBs. Um, the biggest thing is Russell Wilson. He has mm-hmm. too much time. And I think that's the first thing is, is Mike Zimmer talked about that as far as previous games. He was like Kyler Murray, you know, not allowing that second play or that 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 second kind of read where he has time to go from read one to two to three. Oh, wait, there's Tyler Lockett on the post. And so it's going to start up front. It starts with DJ Wanham and, and, and Daniil Hunter. It starts with Mike Zimmer getting real creative. Uh, we've already seen some creativity already with the 3-4 kind of stunt look. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've seen the A-gap where all of a sudden you're bringing the DB off the edge. Uh, we haven't seen Xavier Woods blitz yet. You know, we've seen a ton of Harrison Smith blitz. Um, so we know Xavier Woods is not the blitzer. You know, mm-hmm. but Harrison Smith is so good on the back end. Maybe you blitz Xavier Woods and let Harrison stay back. Um, but but Harrison's like Ed Reed, you know, in Troy Palmalo. He times it up perfect. Like yeah. he has that innate ability to kind of guess the snap, and that's what Everson Griffin gets you. We saw Everson Griffin, and he's out with a concussion. We don't know if he'll be back or not. Um, but we saw Everson Griffin in three technique spot. We saw him in the five technique spot. So. I don't know how you create that if Everson's out. You know, I don't know if you you move DJ Wanham down and then you bring in an extra backer or what you do, but you have to get creative again because that's where Russell Wilson beats you. He he had them uh, basically sitting back there playing Madden, you mm-hmm. know, just with time and time and time. Oh, wait, yep, here's a guy. Uh, the other thing is the DBs have to keep them in front. So if you're in cover six, you have to know your rule. You have to know if you're the strong side or the weak side guy. If you're in cover two, you have to know your rule. I think Patrick Peterson, um, great cornerback. Mm-hmm. You can't blame a corner route on him in cover two. But you can if you say, hey, play five yards off. There's no need to hold on or, or, or connect to your D, to your receiver in the flat in cover two. Your job is to shove the guy mm-hmm. out of bounds that's trying to run up the field. If your guy's not threatening vertical, get depth. And I think that's where Patrick Peterson maybe sometimes gets a little bit too too cocky and like, I'm going to shut down corner. You're not cut, t- touching the ball. The guy's like, yeah, man, I'm running a two-yard route. I did my job. You're you're here with me now. Right. And that's what coaches always say when you run that that hitch corner concept. It's like, don't come off the ball lazy on the hitch. Make that cover two corner honor you so we can get behind him. And that's where um, we know Russell Wilson loves that concept. So he that's where corners. he's going to have to kind of play that game of like, I'm going to bait him, make him look like I'm, I'm, I'm connected to the uh, hitch, but then I'm going to sit back and get this corner route. So I think that's the biggest thing with Russell Wilson. you got to keep the guys in front and then know your coverage follow up on that you're talking about the dbs and where they need to be i know in the past coach zimmer's gone with like a you know linebacker spy type look Mm and this all depends on if anthony Barr's out on the field um he's normally been that guy when we play them every single year (laughs) the past seven years how do you combat russell wilson in that way with the linebackers what's your thoughts on what mike zimmer's gonna do um, when it comes to that look of keeping, you know, the mobile quarterback in check, we saw it last week with Kyler Murray. Yeah. So when you're, your Sam is out, you know, Anthony Barr, it's all of a sudden you bring Blake Lynch in. But I, I think Troy die athletically. I don't know how quick they can get him going and figure this out. Um, but I think he could be a spy guy because he's a tweener. He's yeah, not mm-hmm. really a true linebacker size yet. You know, he's a former quarterback. I mean, Nick Vigil. 
he surprised us all, I think. Right. Me for sure. Like right. the kid looks good. He's not out of position. He's not missing tackles. He's coming downhill. I don't know if preseason maybe he was thinking too much, but he looks like he's playing. He's now. just trying to figure it out. Yeah, and maybe that's what it was. He was we everywhere. Were all, yeah, he was we were everywhere. all like, oh man, this Nick Vigil signing. Like, what is yeah. what is this? What is, what, is, what is this? And then all of a sudden the kid gets a pick six. Yeah. I mean, honestly, there was one tackle where I thought it was Kendrick's. Mm-hmm. And then he hops up and I was like, oh, whoa, that's Vigil. Like this this kid. You had to move. see the hair. You had to see the I hair. I see the hair. We know Eric has the commercial, you know, so he's got to flow the locks every time he makes his way uh, for the head and shoulders commercial. That's what I'm saying. That's what, that, that's what he's working on. Every time he makes a sack or, you know, comes off and takes his helmet off, he has to fling his hair back to make sure they know, like, oh, that, that could be the next Troy Palmolo guy for our commercials. That's what you have to understand with Nick Vigil. I think he could do it. I'm going to have a little fun with this. Um, I'm going to call this segment more likely. Okay. Who's more likely to finish with double digit wins this year, the Gophers or the Vikings? Ooh, Vikings. The Gophers only have 12. So but that's going to be tough. I think you still Gopher, have Iowa, Wisconsin. I think they can beat one of those guys. One I, of think those so. guys. I think so, too. I think they can beat Iowa because by the time they play Iowa, they're going to be a one. It's going to be two one loss teams or mm-hmm. an undefeated team and a one loss team. I think college game day is going to go down to Iowa City. I'm going. Okay. Like I already told Fox now, I'm telling them now, like if, if, it, if we're six and one, or if I think it's five and one or six and one, and the, and the Hawkeyes are seven and oh, yeah. and game day's going, oh, I'm going. We're, we're, we're taking the bus or the van, rent <laughs> something. We're going to Iowa City. We're doing Gophers game day live from Iowa City. And that's got to get back. For the Vikings game on Sunday. Who's more likely to have more receiving yards on Sunday? DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett or JJ and Adam Thielen? Uh, after that, this past week, I'm going to go with Lockett and Metcalf. Adam and, and Justin are red zone guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, we haven't really found our stretch field just yet. Like, again, I haven't seen a stretched field. Um, I mean, we had a little bit last year where J.J. just shined, mm-hmm. but not since Stefanski, where it was literally true verticals. I mean, again, we're talking Stefan Diggs, we're mm-hmm. talking a different game plan, but we, I haven't seen that true just 999 with a with a bender, you know, and all that stuff. Like, and again, we're two weeks in, right. but 70-plus plays a game or 60-plus plays a game, we, we've got to find ways to stretch the, the field. What's more likely, Kirk get 300-plus passing yards or Bobby Wagner get 15-plus tackles? Oh, Kirk. Really? 15 is yeah. a lot of tackles. 15 I mean, a lot. Bobby Wagner had 20 tackles last week. I know. He's got 58 tackles. In but they were six playing the Colts, I think, right? Yeah. yeah. No, the uh, Titans. Titans. But that's why. Look who they're playing. Like, you know, you, I mean, got, you got Derrick Henry. I mean, they got, we got Dalvin Cook. True. But I don't think he's going to get to Dalvin. I, that, that was a good one. I like those. A little crazy. I mean, Kirk had, what, three-something last week? Yeah. yeah. So Kirk's I, I, I think it. when you look at Seattle and the previous Seattle games, Sometimes it it feels like a shootout a little yeah. bit, yep. and if Dalvin's ankle is what we're saying it is, you're going to see Kirk, and I hope Kubiak does this. You're going to see Kirk with an extended handoff. You're going to see some old school hitches, maybe some tunnel screens. Mm-hmm. We saw what KJ Osborne can do. I think you get him more involved with that. You stretch JJ and them, and then you have um, Osborne underneath, and Kirk trusts him now. So I think now yeah. he's not afraid to dump it down to the receiver who's yeah. wide open for a five yard gain, mm-hmm. who can then make the play. You know, that's that's what I think we were missing uh, last year, where you had BB doing that, and not Osborne. Now Osborne showed you, hey, I, I'm explosive. Can I can get it done. So let's go. Last one for me, Ron. What do you want to see from Kirk Cousins in Game Three? I mean, he's been good. Yep, he's brought us down the field. For the game-winning drive in both games, a missed kick, fumble by Dalvin Cook. Yep. What is it that Vikings fans need to see from Kirk Cousins, and what do you want to see from him in this third game of the season? Well, the Seahawks are probably one of the most explosive uh, first and second down offenses. 
Um, the biggest thing about Kirk, though, so this is before this Cardinals game. I haven't done this one yet, so this was only one game in. But when you look at their first and second down offense, they were 32nd, 28th, 32nd, 31st, 27th, and then 12th, which is – that was only in the second half. That's so a big jump. 12th in the second half, so that means they got rid of the penalties against the Bengals and they started to get better. So they, they improved to 5.8 yards per game in the second half on first and second down play. So they wow. got better. Yep. But before that – they were averaging 11 yards to go on first and second down, which, yes, penalties, some of that stuff. Some were dead plays where Kirky had to throw it away. I want to see Kirk, and he did it against the Cardinals. He has to continue to do this. Attack on first and second down. Don't play for the third and two. Yeah. Go after the play. like Because teams are thinking that, hey, a second and seven, watch the sticks or mm-hmm. watch this. Don't be predictable, Kirk. Be yeah. Kirk that everybody's like, who is that? Gunslinger, you Kirk. Know, mm-hmm. like, That's what we want. I'm a Venom fan. Like, I love Marvel stuff. I love those movies. Like, Kirk needs to get, he needs to get some symbiote in him. Like, he needs to get another personality <laughs> inside of him that's trying to eat people when he's on the field. And period. Like, he needs to be – like, I would love to see Kirk walking around and, and somebody say something and Kirk just, like, talks to himself like, no, we, we can't eat that fan. <laughs> he, like, needs, he needs Odin. Like, he needs Odin. Odin. He, he, he needs something. Like, he needs – another person to just take over and say, you know what? I'm going to be a killer, you know? And that's why, like, I I mean, I know he probably doesn't listen to Eminem, but (laughs) Eminem's venom is probably Mm. like, if you can't get like your energy up, listening to Eminem, do the venom song. Like that's where Kirk needs to go. Like he needs to throw some in the headphones. My palms Um, are sweaty. Yeah, exactly. Like it's his last chance. Like you know, like Kirk and Eminem could be a, that. Like that could be a thing. Like that. That needs to be the. Like, I think he, we're making that a thing. When I'm he like, comes out the tunnel, it. like he needs to have that. Doom, 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 doom. Yeah, like he needs to have that. Like oh Kirk man, Kirk and Eminem. That's well, another Kirk with a black too. hoodie on, just you know, warming up with the black hood. I mean, they did have the new black hoodie from UNRL, so I hope they gave him one. Wear it. Put the hood up. I want to see on that second play run more. You know, instead of always looking for the throwaway. Like he did a good job of extending the play when he threw the touchdown to Jefferson. All right, 30 seconds. The Vikings will win if. The Vikings will win if they can contain Russell Wilson. When Russell Wilson gets going, they're, 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 they feed off of his energy. When he's frustrated, they get frustrated because they know he's their guy. That's all they have. They don't have, they don't have the Legion of Boom anymore. So it's now Russell Wilson's true team, you know, and that's where it is. You frustrate Russell, you frustrate the team because I don't think they go as far as he goes, where if Kirk's not doing well, you still have Dalvin. Right. Uh, Chris Carson and me, he's good. He can't carry the team the way Russell can. Mm-hmm. Well, one thing that Vikings fans can do now is uncontain themselves because they will be loud and raucous at U.S. Bank Stadium on Sunday. You can get loud and raucous before you get to the game at the kickoff concert with country music star Dustin Lynch. He's live at the Commons at U.S. Bank Stadium at 10 a.m. This free event is open to the public. I'm looking forward to seeing you guys there. Thank you again for joining us for another edition of Vikings Vantage. For Chris Corso, Ron Johnson, and producer Jay Nelson, my name is Gabe Henderson. See you guys next week.